This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today's episode consists of two segments from December 24th, 1942, Christmas Eve, 80 years ago. The first is a brief report from Edward R. Murrow on Christmas in England as it was broadcast over CBS. Our second segment is coverage of the Madison Square Christmas tree ceremony over New York's WNYC Radio. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com slash podcast, where you can find links to past episodes, as well as the books featured in our podcasts. Thanks for listening, and enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. This is London, and this is the fourth Christmas Eve. The beef eaters may have become spam eaters, but no one has seen Scrooge about tonight. Our men have been giving parties for British children. They have made toys of odd bits of wood and metal. Big, tough sergeants have played Santa Claus. Thousands of British children, especially the orphans and the poor, have had a memorable time thanks to the Americans. Our men are the best fed, best paid, and best uniformed soldiers in this war. And this Christmas, they have certainly maintained the American tradition of good-natured generosity. Some of them are a little homesick, but you couldn't tell it by looking at them. I've asked many of them what they'd like to say if they were talking to America tonight. And most of them have said, well, you see, it's a little tough to know what to say. But you know how it is. I have an idea. Most of them would tell you, don't worry too much. We're all right, and we're amongst friends. And some of them on this dark night might repeat the words written a long time ago. Though there be darkness, it shall be as the morning. And thou shalt be secure, because there is hope. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joe Fisher speaking to you from Madison Square in New York City where we have joined the hundreds of people gathered here this afternoon in the annual ceremonies attending the dedication of the world's first outdoor community Christmas tree. It's the famous Tree of Light, which has been erected on this same spot in the center of the park every year since 1911. This year, the war has had its effect on the Tree of Light, as it has had on so many of our customs and traditions. But so long as it is at all possible to have a tree, we, in spite of what you may have heard from our enemy propagandists in Germany to the contrary, will have one. It's true that this year the tree, with transportation at a premium, had to be a smaller one. And it is true also that the tree will not be lighted because of the dim-out regulations. However, even without the 3,500 lamps, it is as beautifully decorated as ever with thousands of brightly colored ornaments. Moreover, and as if in tribute to the spirit which persists here in America, despite our enemy's efforts to discourage it, the crowd which has come to dedicate this 32nd tree of light 
is said to be larger than ever before. To make sure that there will be a tree on this spot next year, this year's tree, a live Douglas fir about 30 feet tall, will be donated to the park department after the holidays and planted where it stands. During the holiday season, the tree is surmounted by the Star of Hope, which at this time each year is removed from its pole, where it has burned every night all the year round, and placed at the top of the tree. I'm standing in the center of the crowd a few feet from the base of the tree and just below the bandstand, on which there is a section of a 40-piece band and about 200 members of the Employees Glee Club and Choral Society of the neighboring Metropolitan Life Insurance Company, which each year gathers here to lead the singing in a program of Christmas carols in which everyone is invited to join, including you, of course, at home. This year, if you detect something extra in the efforts of the singers, it will be because this broadcast, which is being sent overseas by shortwave, may be heard by a thousand or more of the singers' associates now in the armed services, some of whom were themselves singing here last year. While the singers are passing extra song sheets through the crowd, I would like to tell you in a very few words something of what is behind this 32-year-old community ceremony, an observance which contradicts most emphatically the allegation that New York is a city without a heart, that New Yorkers never do anything for anyone, especially strangers, without getting something for it. The story behind this tree refutes all that. As a matter of fact, with the first tree of light, New York introduced here in the Madison Square community a neighborly right which has been taken up by communities, towns, and cities all over the world. Moreover, like good neighbors, the originators of the tree of light have remained anonymous all these years. Perhaps no one will ever know just who among the small group of people who arranged for the tree of light first thought of the idea. Early records do not show it. These records do show, however, that much of the credit for the success of the first tree belongs to three public-spirited citizens. They were Orlando Roulin, an artist, and his wife, and Mrs. Emily D. Lee Heroshoff. The first tree was supplied by the Adirondack League Club. The New York Edison Company, later the Consolidated Edison Company of New York, gave the lamps and lighted the first tree. The first tree of light, which was 60 feet tall and decorated with 1,200 incandescent lamps, was lighted on Christmas Eve, 1911. Thousands stood in the snow and watched while the chimes of Trinity Parish, Grace Church, and the Metropolitan Tower rang out in greeting. Meanwhile, the Gloria Trumpeters played Christmas hymns, and the spectators joined in singing them. The Tree of Light became a national institution almost overnight. Boston and Hartford, hearing of the New York preparation, had community trees the same year. The Christmas following found 160 cities decorating trees of light in their own city squares. By 1914, more than 300 communities participated in the Tree of Light movement, and by 1915, the number had grown to more than 1,000. For many years, the Madison Square Tree had a post office box where communications were received from other communities wanting trees of their own. These included cities and villages in China, France, Sweden, Norway, South America, Australia and Hawaii, yes, and Germany and Japan. As far as is known, the Madison Square tree still remains the only tree to have a trust fund in its own name. This is administered by a group of New York businessmen whose names have never been made public. Contributions and letters have been received by the tree's sponsors from individuals, young and old, rich and poor, who strangers in the city found inspiration and comfort in its presence. One year, a distracted mother who could no longer care for her baby left it under the tree for adoption. Another interesting fact is that this evening, as has happened every Christmas Eve since the first tree was erected, there are people using the same books of Christmas carols that were distributed among the spectators 32 years ago. 
And now song leader Edgar Krauss, who is also our master of ceremonies, has signaled that we're ready. And what could be more appropriate to begin the program this year than the Star-Spangled Banner? And now, ladies and gentlemen, all of us gathered here in Madison Square, I'm going to ask you to join and sing with me the Star-Spangled Banner. And remember, we are singing this for the boys and girls overseas. May I encourage all of you people at home who might be listening in at this time, come with us and sing. No matter where you are, sing along with us and get into the spirit of broadcasting these fine carols to our boys and girls over there. That was wonderful, ladies and gentlemen. And now, to sing Carol. The first one is, O come, all ye faithful. Everybody, everybody in Madison Square, come along and join us. Everyone at home, come along and join us. Sing with us, O come, all ye faithful.
was grand. And I see there are more people joining us, and they seem to want song sheets. So everybody handing out song sheets, be sure that everybody gets one. There are some back there in the crowd that want some. Hand out the song sheets, please. And now we continue on, and we sing a very beautiful hymn that everybody always enjoys. Here it is. Hark, hark, the herald angels sing. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Remember, we want to give this program for the boys and girls overseas. Let us all sing. program of Christmas carols to tell you that is coming over station WNYC from the site of the Tree of Life, the world's first outdoor Christmas tree in Madison Square, as part of the ceremony attending the 32nd annual dedication of this forerunner of all community trees. The singing is being led by the employee band and a 200-piece chorus from the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company, and followed by many spectators and passers-by. Some of these last with just enough time to join in one song before hurrying on to catch the 515. And here is the next carol, the well-remembered, the first Noel. Come along, join with us. Join with us in singing these carols. Everybody sing.
we certainly hope, we certainly hope that everyone in your homes, all of those might be listening to this program at this time, we hope that you're at least humming with us, if not singing. That probably if you can't whistle a little bit, you might be with us in spirit. Come along and join with us. This program that we out here in Madison Square of New York City are enjoying. We're enjoying it because we're singing to the boys and girls overseas. These carols are going to help them understand that we want them to feel just a little bit happier by our singing here today. So, come along now. There are others out there. There are others out there who have not received a song sheet. Let's have them. Come on, let's get these song sheets out. Join with us now in singing. It came upon a midnight clear. We're going to introduce this. We're going to introduce this first by a trumpet solo by Robert Drake. sing Are you enjoying this program, all of you here? 
Are you all enjoying it? Fine, fine. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you, you folks at home, are enjoying it as much as we are, you'll see, you'll see yourself smile. You'll feel, you'll feel that the corners of your mouth is going up just the way ours are out here. We're happy. We're happy to be able to sing. We're happy to be able to sing to the boys and girls overseas. Now, the next tune, the next carol that we want to sing is O Little Town of Bethlehem. This will be sung in this manner. First, all of the singers will take part, and then we'll have the bell solo, and then we'll sing the second verse. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Let's sing it, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And now, ladies and gentlemen, and you who are listening in, I think we come to what is perhaps the best known, if not the most beloved, of all Christmas carols, and that is Silent Night. And now I'm sure, I'm sure those of you who are listening in, I'm sure that you want to 
come along with us if you have not participated in any others of the carols that we've sung here today. Come along with us, hum with us, silent night. And in that way, feel as being part of one great group out here in Madison Square Park in New York City who are taking this message, shall we say, to the boys and girls overseas by way of singing Christmas carols. We hope that you boys and girls over there might know by our expression here today that we are with you. We are definitely with you. And in this way, we want you to be with us here today. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Are you ready to sing Silent Night? All right, let's sing it. Here we go. That about brings us to the end of our program, the 32nd annual dedication of the Tree of Light in Madison Square. In the short time that is left, it might be nice for us all, those of you at home, and all of those here, to say goodbye until next year with the favorite of all favorites, Old Lang Syne. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all sing.
And so, ladies and gentlemen, from Madison Square in New York City, we've brought you the 32nd annual ceremonies attending the dedication of the world's first outdoor community Christmas tree, the famous Tree of Light, which was erected and has been erected on this same spot in the center of Madison Square every year since 1911. This afternoon's ceremonies were a living proof that in spite of what you may have heard from our enemy propagandists in Germany to the contrary, we here in America still have Christmas trees and will keep on having Christmas trees as long as there is a United States of America. It's true that this year the tree, with transportation at a premium, had to be a smaller one. And it's true also that the tree will not be lighted because of the dim-out regulations. However, there are thousands of brightly colored ornaments on the tree. Another interesting thing about it is that the tree is a living Douglas fir, about 30 feet tall, which immediately following the Christmas season will be planted by the Park Department of the City of New York and will remain here throughout its entire life. We've concluded our ceremonies here at Madison Square. We hope you've enjoyed the singing of these carols, which will be rebroadcast by shortwave throughout the world to the boys and girls in our armed services. We hope you joined in the singing of the carols and that you will remember Christmas Eve and Christmas Day tomorrow. We return you now to our studios. This is the Municipal Broadcasting System.